Hello and welcome back to Lisa Express Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Akunile. Last week we spoke about pleasure in your body and I did recommend going to listen to the podcast episode Body Esteem because I knew I was going to be building on it today and today I'm talking about body pride. That's why I needed you to go back to body esteem. When we talk about self-esteem, we talk about how a person feels about themselves, how they carry themselves, because the way they feel about themselves is obviously going to reflect in how they carry themselves, the choices they're going to make regarding their lives, the way they are going to permit other people to engage with them. A person with high self-esteem or good self-esteem, basically, will not allow themselves to be disrespected. First of all, because they will not disrespect themselves. Secondly, because they know that they are higher than the disrespect and they will not tolerate it. Today, however, we're going to be talking about respect for our body. Today, I'm going to talk about a bit. I'm going to talk about your body, how you feel about your body regarding shame. We had the 10-day body lock challenge earlier in the year where the focus was to take people from body shaming to body loving and um, people began to share their experiences during the live coaching call a particular person had said that his classmate his head size throughout school and that was a thing for him and so for a very long time he didn't like his head now i know you're listening to me and you're laughing like hey if he does have a big head or if his head is small and stuff like that but the fact is people only judge you on the basis of what they know so let me make this funny if scientists were to wake up tomorrow morning and say people with bigger heads are smarter than people with smaller heads if you have a small head listening to me right now you are going to become self-conscious you're going to start saying oh my god does that mean i'm not as smart as i think i am if i'm this smart and they're saying people with bigger heads are smarter than people with smaller heads does it mean that i will not be able to compete for the jobs i want because this person has a bigger head just by simply switching the information you have I have switched your life perception. I have switched the way you look at yourself. And so it's important that as we all get educated together here, because this podcast is about educating you, but it's also about educating myself and the whole team at Lisa Express. Because every time we have to bring something to you, we're checking what we're bringing. Is this good enough? Will this help the people we're sharing it with? Right. You want to make sure you are constantly on a breaking the frame journey. My friend Dio Samuel has a program called Break the Frame. The idea is to break your mental frames because we all have mental frames and we really do not function a lot out of our mental frames. So you want to make sure you're constantly breaking the frame. Otherwise, you're stuck with the same perception. You're stuck with the same way of doing life. And when you do life a certain way and it doesn't work, they say it is madness to keep repeating the same thing and expect a different result. So if you've been going at your relationships a certain way and you're still getting the same result, maybe it's time for you to switch up. If you've been attending to your sex life in the same way and you've been getting the same result and you don't like the results, maybe it's time for you to switch up. If you've been dealing with a trauma, you're dealing with an addiction and your way of managing it has not been working, maybe it's high time you switched up your process. Maybe the way you've been managing the trauma is by ignoring it. But you can see that the choices you're making around your life, about your life, are not necessarily helping you. They're boxing you into a corner. You don't have a lot of options. It's time to switch up. And one of the ways to switch up my honesty be to heal. So let's get into today's topic, body pride. Simple from the title, body pride is how you feel about yourself. 
Now, when we talk about pride, <laughs> when we talk about pride, pride seems to have a negative connotation to many of us. Pride is what people have that doesn't allow them to communicate with other people. When we say a person is proud, you're saying, oh, this person is dismissive. This person is rude. This person doesn't have empathy. This person doesn't know how to connect. This person is disconnected from the rest of us. This person is not someone who wants to belong with us, right? So when we think of pride we think of pride in a negative context so let me quickly help you pride is the reason you will not settle for less has that ever crossed your mind that pride is the reason you will not settle for less so let me give you a good example say i was traumatized maybe sexually at about 10 and then obviously i couldn't go for therapy because nobody knew around me they couldn't pay right and i'm at 15 i get to school and i hear that there's something called therapy but i don't really trust my school counselor because my school counselor talks too much and i don't want to become the topic in the staff room so i don't tell my school counselor i don't have that session and now i'm an adult and i'm about say 24 25 i'm working i don't make a lot of money but i mean i do have the bag i have secured the bag so i can afford to go to therapy every week and then i begin to go through therapy and I realize, wait, I have been choosing the wrong kind of men all these years because I'm hurting. I've been choosing men who disrespect me, men who disregard me, blah, blah, blah. And so I begin to heal. I get out of my dependent relationship because prior to now, I've always been dependent. I can't stay by myself. I'm constantly anxious when I think someone is going to leave me because the last time I got abused as a child, I got abused because someone who loved me left me. My mom or my dad left me with someone they trusted. And this person they trusted took advantage of me so now when i select people that i like and i stay with them i don't want them to leave me i'm constantly anxious right now i'm in therapy and um, i understand why i make these wrong choices so i'm saying oh i'm going to be out of a relationship i'm also going to be sexually celibate not because of religion i want to be celibate so that i can think i want to i want to think clearly i want to choose someone not because sex with them was just good i want to be with them because i like them i want to be with them because i chose them not just because it was good sex not just because there was pleasure attached i want to be able to choose them with without the sex and so when the sex comes in and it's mind-blowing it's a single deal for me okay at this point what i'm doing is i'm beginning to have pride in myself for myself if the person i would have chosen at 19 comes around me one year into therapy one year into thinking and living like this guess what's gonna happen they will not qualify they will not qualify because i have been elevated I like to call it personally, personally, in my personal dictionary. This is not Lisa Express dictionary. This is Elizabeth Aquinas dictionary, right? Um, I call it self-ascension. When I ascend myself, there are certain times when I pick up my journals and I, I look at what I wanted one year ago and I look at what I want right now. Oh, that's ascended. I like it, right? There's always that self-ascension thing going on. But the reason the self-ascension is happening is because I'm paying attention to myself and the result of the ascension will look like pride to someone who has not ascended. I need you to slow down right now listening to me and think of all the people you ever labeled proud. Were they really proud or were you not up to where they were? I know that sings a bit, but it's most of the times. That's the fact. 
You don't like that auntie because of the way she dresses or because of the way she carries herself. But it's not like you don't like her. It's not like she's not a good person. It's just because the way she carries herself makes you question the way you carry yourself. Most of the time, this is not a scientific thing. I mean, this is just regular culture and society. We see it happen all the time. People have beef with you on social media, not because you did anything to them, but because of the way you handle yourself makes them question the way they handle themselves. So they have beef with you because your life judges their inadequacies or your life puts a torchlight on their shadows, things they are still hiding. And so they come at you like they know you have cricket in your cupboard because nobody's perfect. They are not perfect, blah, blah, blah. It's really not you they are fighting. They are fighting themselves through you, unfortunately. The reason they call you proud is because you've ascended. And so there is a degree of pride needed in order for you to make sound decisions. There's a degree of body pride necessary in order for you to make sound sexual decisions. The reason you will not get into a relationship with someone who does not care about your consent, who's going to rape you or maltreat you or practice gender-based violence with you, is because you have respect for yourself. It's because you have respect for your body. But we don't always have respect for ourselves. As crazy as that sounds, we lots are not the most responsible and respectable people out there. And it's not because we don't want to respect ourselves. It's just because over the years, we've been shamed and traumatized. So let's get into body shaming. Body shaming happens when someone disregards you or says something nasty to you or does something nasty to you or picks you out of the crowd to mock you or do whatever it is to put you down on the basis of your body the basis of your body type. This is where people begin to talk about your body type. And I qualify to talk about this right now because I also happen to be a stylist. And if there is one thing I have seen people talk about all the time when they want to get styled is, I want a dress that will hide my tummy. I want a dress that will make my boss look big. I want a dress that will make my ass look thicker, blah, blah, blah. And every time I feel like you do realize your body type is a body type, right? Like this body type you have is an actual body type. It's not just you who has it. There are millions of people all over this planet who have this body type and they actually dress it and it's fine. We all don't have to be hourglass. I mean, hourglass is a recent thing in the media. We're all crazy about hourglass right now. We're all wearing crazy about hourglass. I'm trying to remember this movie. I think it's Pretty Woman. I think it's Pretty Woman by Julia. Yes. She wasn't hourglass shapes, but you know how people were crazy about her in the movie. Because in that time in history, hourglass was not the craziest of things. I've watched a lot of old stuff. I've seen movies from the 90s where the star actress, I'm using actress because this pressure for the hourglass thing is on women in the media, right? Uh, I'm looking at movies from the 90s and the star actress is, if we were to judge her body size by our body size, we would consider her breast absent, literally. I mean, she's wearing big white shirts. And it's looking all cool and nice in the movie. And I used to think it was a movie thing until I heard a man say that he likes women who don't have breasts so that when they wear big white shirts, he has to imagine what's under the shirt. Like, you want to imagine? <laughs> in the same heartbeat, in this same room, we're having conversations. Another that guy goes, he cannot do without Bumbo. I mean, this other person goes, eh, he doesn't really like Bumbo. He just wants her to have long hair. I'm like, What? <laughs> There are types for people. There are types in appetites as well. 
There are types for people, and then there are types in appetite. So there are women who are hourglass-shaped, women who are pear-shaped, women with long hair, natural long hair. There are women with natural thick hair. There are people, women with natural thin hair. There are women who have huge bumps, and there are women who have huge breasts. There are men who who are um, square-faced shaped. Yeah, square face. Yeah, they have square face. There are men with very broad shoulders. There are men with thin shoulders. There are men with broader jawlines. There are men with thinner jawlines. And guess what? There are people whose appetites match those shapes. There are actual humans who would die for all of those face types. My dad used to have a joke in the house. Every time we misbehaved, every time we misbehaved as teenagers into early adulthood, when we misbehaved in the house, my dad would look at us and be like, the problem is that somebody is dripping for you. <laughs> I'd be like, daddy, stop that. Stop that. It's true. There's someone out there who's crazy about that thing. There's someone out there who's crazy about your cut eyes. There's someone out there who's crazy about your tiny eyes. There's someone out there who's crazy about your big eyes. But you don't know that. And you're not focused on that because you're crazy about the person who has ashamed that body type. You're crazy and angry at the person who has disrespected that body type. Let's even take out the person who loves the body type. How about you just love your body? And it's not easy to come out of body shaming. I wish the resource, okay, maybe we'll figure it out. We'll get a replay or something, the challenge, the body love challenge. We'll put it out on the website. It will be at your own pace this time around because you miss the community. Um, the next time the body love challenge is going to happen is 2023. Yes, yeah, so maybe you will join that batch or you can just, we'll get the self-paced version out on the website. You will not have the accountability community though. Because you have to move from body shame to body love. You have to find definition for what your body is to you. You need to develop pride in yourself that is not attached to someone else. Because I get the temptation to want to hinge your pride and your self-esteem on someone else loving it. And I gave that example and I said, scratch that. There is that tendency to want to say, oh, uh, she cheated on me because I don't have broad shoulders. There's a woman somewhere who's going to love me because I have broad shoulders. That's great. But what happens if the woman who likes you, even though you don't have broad shoulders, walks out on you tomorrow? Then you're going to start questioning yourself. Is it because I didn't have broad shoulders that the first one cheated on me and the second one left me? No, you are going to have to love your body for you. You're going to have to develop body pride for yourself. If you want to go to the gym, by all means, do go to the gym. But don't go to the gym because you hate your body. Go to the gym because you love your body. I don't want to go to the gym because I want to, I want my figure to cause people to have accidents. There's that joke in Nigeria, we'll cause, we'll cause accident for a road. You understand? We'll go show them. Don't go to the gym because you want to show them. You know, people say you are overweight. When people come and say, they call me fat. The first question I ask them, what is your BMI saying? If your BMI is saying you are overweight, sweethearts, let's not lie to each other. You are overweight in a way that is not biologically healthy for you. It's not even for me. I tell people I know who are pretty overweight that, see, I really don't care that you look big or you don't look big. You could look slim. You can look slim and not be biologically healthy. Go for checkups. That's why you have checkups. Right, So I really don't care whether you look big to the eyes or you look small to the eyes. The question is, are you healthy for you? If you live at this weight for the next 10 years, if you don't drop another kg today and you don't go to the gym, so every few months, say once a year, you're, you're going to add up like one or two natural kgs, right? So if your body's sneaking in those two kgs for the next 10 years, 
But will you be healthy enough to move on the streets? Or would we have to rush you to a hospital from for some terminal disease? Would we have to treat you or manage some condition? That's the basis for which we should be taking care of your body. Not because someone said. Because the truth is, the way you, the fact is, the way you think about yourself, the things you let people say to you, your body is storing those information. So you look at yourself in the mirror and you see that you're so fat. I hate your tummy. Your body is storing that information. Your mind is receiving that information, is processing it, and it hates your body. You hate your body. The emotions are getting more intense about how you hate your body because your body is processing and receiving and then storing that information up. And so you're going to the gym and you're angry that you're not losing weight, but you've called yourself fat, 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 and you have no regard for yourself and you wonder why the fat still remains. It will be there. You call it. You speak to it. In hypnotherapy, there is the angle of hypnotherapy. I remember my coach saying that when you write an affirmation, you don't want to use... You, the, the technique for writing affirmation is to use the code word more. So if you say, I don't like being fat, I don't like being fat, if you put more inside it, it becomes, I want more fat. So instead of saying, I don't want fat, you would write your affirmation as, I am fit and healthy, or I am slim. So I am more slim, I am more healthy, I want more slimness, I want more health, I want more vitality, as opposed to, I hate being fat, or I don't want fat. Do you understand? The things you say, you are processing and you are receiving it and you put yourself in the danger. If you do not have body pride, you leave yourself at the mercy of other people's conversations. So if they accept you today, you accept yourself. If they reject you tomorrow, you reject yourself. If they receive you today, you receive yourself. If they reject you, you reject yourself. The downside of that when you come into your bedroom, however, is that you do not feel qualified for pleasure. We're going to talk about that in a few months when we talk about great sex inhibitors, the things that inhibit your sex life or why you do not experience sexual pleasure, right? You come into your bedroom and your feeling is unsexy word. You're feeling like you are not sexy. You're feeling like you're not good enough in the bedroom. You're feeling like sexier women look slimmer. Or sexier women have more breasts. Or sexier women have more bum. Or sexier men have broader shoulders. Or sexier men have chest hair or they have whatever description you have in your mind that sexy people are and you know you you assume you are not right so you come into your bedroom thinking well this is what sexy people look like and because i don't look like that my partner does not find me attractive and because my partner does not find me attractive you come into your bedroom with two attitudes you either come in you either come in with a lackadaisical attitude where you don't save energy for your bedroom, you don't prepare for your bedroom, you don't give it your best shot, you don't come in ready to satisfy your partner. So you come in with apathy or you come in with the zeal to overperform so that they can forget you're not sexy. Does that make sense? You either come in with apathy, not caring, because you feel like, well, I'm not that sexy, so I'm just going to light on this bed like firewood, let him do what he wants to do. Oh, I'm just going to be here and just, yeah, she's going to complain that we didn't have sex and she cannot say we didn't have sex after that sex. You come in with that apathy or you come in wanting to overperform so that they can forget you're not sexy. So you're trying to replicate a porn movie you had seen. You're trying to over deliver. You're trying to impress them. You're trying to convince them that you are as good as what they've seen on TV or what they've heard that you also can be a supermodel. And so because you're trying to overperform and over deliver, you don't realize that the person you're with is 
possibly narcissistic, meaning they are taking more than they are giving, they are disrespectful, they are manipulative. You're not saying that, or you are also not saying that they really want to connect with you, but you're disconnected from even yourself, so you can't even connect with them. So you have a partner who is attentive in the bedroom, but you're messing everything up because you think you're not sexy, because you think you're not worthy, because of the stories you've told your body that your body has stored up. And all of this boils down to body pride. How proud are you of your body? The body you have right now, if you never lose one more kg, if you never gain one more kg, how sexy do you feel? How sexy do you think you are? Because if you don't think you're sexy, there is really nothing your partner can do to convince you. They will always try. They will say their best. They will look for poems and write you articles and give you stories and have pillow talks. Every time you have sex, you're going to be asking them if you were good enough, if you were worthy, if you were worth it. You're going to always feel insecure because you're going to see people. They are always going to come. They are yeah, definitely. People will come around them who you think are sexier than you and you're going to be intimidated. You're going to be under pressure not because anything is going wrong not because they're cheating on you but because you don't have pride for yourself you're going to pick people who don't have respect for your body that's another danger picking people who don't have respect for your body people who should work to end you you're just going to throw yourself on them for free and then they don't have respect and regard for you because you don't have respect and regard for the body you have i hope this episode has helped you i hope it wasn't too tough i hope you were able to swallow the pill i hope i was able to help you evaluate the body you have right now and how the things you're saying to your body, the shame you're giving to yourself, how you body shame yourself, how you're allowing other people body shame you. I hope you can see the implication of it on your sex life right now and in the long term. And don't say to me, oh, Lisa, but I'm single. I'm not having sex. Well, that information is storing up and it's going to manifest when you become sexually active. So that you're sexually celibate doesn't mean, oh, you can be disrespectful to your body. That information is storing up. That information is absolutely stirring up. I say to people that the best time to prepare for sex is when you're single and when you celebrate. So whether you're in a season, maybe for a religious reason or for a personal reason, you're saying, oh, I want to stay away from sex. I just want to have sex fast and clear up my mind or for some other reason, whatever reason it is. This is the best time to clear out your sexual junk, right? Clear out how you feel about yourself. Make sure you feel good about yourself, whether you are in a bikini or not. Whether you are in, <laughs> there's this shorts trending in Nigeria now. Men call them Asheo shorts. We are very shorts like this, yeah. And guys have been wearing them, especially tall guys, and it looks really interesting on them, right? So you want to make sure that you feel sexy whether you are in a suit or not, whether you are heading the room or not. Sexiness is first personal. Feeling sexy is first personal. All right, to so see you next week. All you need to do if you have any question at all is just go to www.lisaexpress.com. We have anonymous forms. I promise you, we won't know who you are. It's not like we would take your email and say, oh, we won't email you. No, no, no. We don't even get your emails at all. You just go there, type your question. We get your question and we would answer it on our Instagram. All right. And then going forward, we would have more information on our LinkedIn account. So you can always go into LinkedIn. If you're someone who loves LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn and you will find the answers to your question personally. All right. See you. Bye.